0: sure any player who arrived on the scene this summer has been presented with a bigger challenge than the one Ryan Graves is facing, and I think he's doing okay. Good morning to you. Good Thursday morning. I'm Dayon Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports, and this is Daily Shot of Penguins. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or baseball, I also offer Daily Shots of Steelers and Pirates, In the same place that you found this. The team is back to practice today in Cranberry. And then after that, taking off for San Jose, where they'll practice tomorrow. And then the day after that, face the Sharks, who have yet to win through nine games. It's not been a great start, to say the least. They're 3-6. and A lot's gone wrong. A lot's gone wrong up front. A lot's gone wrong in the back, and a lot's gone wrong in net. But there's one area, and this is broader than Graves, that I'd like to think has been a pleasant surprise in terms of how quickly it's come together. And that's the top four defensemen. Because it was no guarantee that Graves and Marcus Pedersen were going to be able to keep with Chris Letang and Eric Carlson just in terms of ice time. But when you break it down to just five on five, Letang and Carlson are right in the range of 180 to 185 minutes to date. And Graves and Pedersen are both in the range of around 160. So Todd Reardon has done a decent job of making sure that Other guys get out there for at least one or two shifts, the left-handed defenseman. And if you're paying really, really, really close attention to games, you'll notice that that happens around the second period. It's a season-long thing. They don't want to present Graves and Pedersen with challenges that they can't face in terms of Keeping up. Well, you're talking about a separation there of 20 to 25 minutes over the course of nine games. That's pretty good. On top of that, Graves specifically has two assists, which is nothing special. He had eight goals last year with the devil. So you'd like to see a little bit more offense come out of him eventually, but he's also got a 52.75. Corsi four percentage at five on five. And what that means basically is that he's on the rink for more shots being generated by the Penguins. Not a ton more, but some more than what the opponents are getting. The same applies to high danger chances. There have been occasions where Graves hasn't looked great. There have been a couple of games where overall he hasn't looked great. And I've gotten some feedback from fans Maybe this guy isn't so hot. All I've got to say to you, beyond the obvious that it's, you know, nine games, is that he's coming from a very, very different system as he shared with me the other day in a talk that we had in Cranberry. And I'm going to play this for you. Beginning with his response when I asked just about the general acclamation
1: definitely been an adjustment period um, like we're still within it um, I mean you come to a new team there's it's new systems things like that an adjustment um, like that's been the biggest thing for me I think um, there's a big adjustment going to Jersey for me from Colorado Jersey's very non-traditional in the way they play they are now so like it was a, to try to learn that system and you come to a point where you're like you want your system to be second nature to you and then obviously you have to break that habit again so there's some things that have um, been a challenge to, to grasp. Not so much that I don't understand it. It's just that he won't, it has to become instinctual. Yeah, yeah, it just takes some time. Um, so sense. I understand everything is very straightforward. It's well explained. And, um, from the staff standpoint, it's been so great. In New but, Jersey, just to be so that yeah. misunderstanding. I
0: mean, everything was go go go, pretty much, at a super fast pace.
1: Yeah, it was like just like the. But there's just differences, you know, like just the way you play the and the way where you want to where you want to force people and things like that Um, so it's like the way you the way you transition just different players different systems different strengths so um, it just takes a a couple a little bit to to get used to it but it's been getting better each game and um, it's coming in time bright kid you can hear that right Uh,
0: really really nice too. everything you'd expect from a nova scotia lad and he's got some size He's got some speed, some offensive ability, but I think what's going to end up frustrating Pittsburghers, as it often has, not only over the years, but over the decades, is when there's a, a defenseman who's big and doesn't hit much, isn't particularly physical. Graves isn't. Graves isn't. Pedersen is. But Pedersen's, you know, he's got that wiry frame and he's not going to be able to do much damage, so you're not going to notice it. But you're going to have to trust me. There's a reason the opponents are always trying to kill Pedersen. They're always chasing him all over the rink. Graves doesn't have that. He didn't in Newark and he doesn't here. What he does have is a good reach, a good stick, and a good understanding Of the game, not to mention, even on the occasions, if you've noticed when he misses the net, he really brings it. I mean, he's got a boomer of a point shot. It's going to be scrutinized. It's, it has to be. It's a big, big contract that Kyle Dubas committed six years and 27 million. And that's kind of the cost of doing business in NHL free agency. I don't think Graves got overpaid for what the market was offering. But there can't be any question that the Penguins came in either at the top or close to the top for him to end up here. He's got to come through. He's got to come through. You've got to be patient. You don't have any choice when we come back J1Q. J1Q comes from Rob who says, new month DK, it's time for some puck luck and for number 35 to dial it in. I I just can't do a repeat on any level of what I went through last season. So for that fact alone, I know things are going to get better. Rob, in addition to not even offering a question, I'm going to have to really applaud Your sentiment. I'm sorry. I just think, I just think that's a healthy way to go about fandom. I really do. This team has so greatly outperformed the three and six result. And I know there's a group of people who hear that and go, no, don't say that. It's so bad. It's so terrible. Fire Mike Sullivan and everything else here. But these are the same people by and large we're going to look at 95 shot attempts, 95 shot attempts in one game Monday night against Anaheim and say, well, those don't matter. Those don't count. Only the goals count. And of course, only the goals count. But the goals are generated through shot attempts, through possession time, through defensive performance that leads to you getting the puck away so that you can have it at the far end to generate your shot attempts. All of the recipe, all of what was put into the pot, the stew, the soup, whatever it is that you want to make up here, all of the ingredients were perfect. And it still came out being awful. And you can get focused on outcome and you can get focused on last year, the year before, whatever. I see right now a lot of different things converging that would signify not just a breakout, but like a spectacular breakout. Like you're going to see a ton of goals from a bunch of people who are due to have a ton of goals. Do you really think Ricard Raquel is going to end the season with something less than 20 or 25 goals? I'll put it that way. Do you really think that, uh, I mean, okay, I could see Jeff Carter with zero points, but the other two guys on that fourth line, Matt Nieto and Noel Achari, have, have always produced some decent amount of bottom six points. And they don't have a single point right now. The guys on the third line, look, Drew O'Connor is still a, a work in progress, but that's a positive on a team that has so little youth. Lars Eller, we've seen uh, between O'Connor, Eller, and Radim Zahorna the makings of a really nice third line, and they were rewarded for that the other night against Anaheim. Sid and Gino just keep producing. Riley Smith's been a really good fit next to Gino. Uh, going back to what I was talking about in the opening segment, that was probably the second biggest, maybe the biggest worry as far as chemistry went because Smith was going to be Gino's left winger unconditionally because you weren't going to take Sid and Jake apart, right? So you needed them to fit almost as much, maybe more, than what you needed Chris Letang and Ryan Graves to do. That's gone really well. Brian Rust who didn't do much scoring last year, has five goals already this year. These are all positives. Where I'm really with you is on citing Tristan Jari. That's got to change. There's nowhere to go from that. There's no if, but this, workaround, around, uh, try something else. No, there isn't. There isn't. The Penguins, as an organization, cannot overcome Jari being bad. I'm not sure the Penguins as an organization can overcome Jari even just being good. He's going to have to be what they want him to be, and they see him, right or wrong, as a top five, a top six goaltender in the NHL, which is something that he's only done In short spurts But I'll say it again I like the way you're thinking I appreciate the question Even though it wasn't one I appreciate everybody listening To Daily Shot of Penguins We'll do another one of these tomorrow